everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of the CRC SA podcast. This is episode number two and I'm joined today by Jude. Hey everyone. Yes, new host this episode. Today's episode is about religion. We are going to discuss how we can use, rely on and trust our faith during these difficult times such as remote learning. Speaking of that, how are you feeling being stuck at home for remote learning for the second time? Um, it's a bit boring to be honest, but since it's the second lockdown, I'm kind of used to it right now. I personally don't like it. I feel like it's more tiring and stressful. What about you, Olivia? Well, I definitely enjoy being at school more than I do at home. I miss seeing my friends and having all the hands-on work, but I agree with you. Since it is the second time, I've definitely grown more used to it. Yeah, me too. Anyways, back to today's topic. Faith can be a great thing to rely on, especially during these challenging times. Right now, we need our faith more than ever. That's right. It's so important that we don't lose sight of something that's so vital, like religion. How have you relied on your faith recently? Um, I've been trying to rely on my faith a bit more by praying and meditating. I think they're great ways to help you stay relaxed and calm because online learning can get quite overwhelming. What does faith mean to you, Olivia? That's a lovely answer, Jude. Faith to me means to stay connected to God and always believe that He'll be there to guide me and help me whenever things get difficult, like in times like these. Mm, nice. So today, we are here to discuss that with some amazing guest speakers, and they're going to talk about faith and share their thoughts with us. Our school theme for this year is We, Though Many, Are One. We build this theme around the scripture of one body with many members. We did this because we believe, just like Jesus' disciples, we're all very different. We have our own strengths and weaknesses. However, we all follow Jesus and have the same intentions in serving Him and our school community. Yep, we thought it was important because sometimes we may forget what our goal is when being a follower of Jesus, but when we have each other, we can be reminded of what God has called us to do. It's also relevant to, to what's going on right now, although we're separated, we're still working together as one. That's right, Jude. Our first guest speaker today is Roseanne. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Hi, so my name is Roseanne, or Rose, and I am a university student. I study psychology at university. And I, um, for part-time work, I work in the prisons as a prison chaplain. And outside of all of that, I'm the founder and CEO of Christmas on the Streets. I founded COPS in December of 2016. And Christmas on the Streets is a not-for-profit that supports men and women experiencing homelessness. That's our main our main um, target. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Thanks for joining us, Roseanne. Thank Could you, Could you give us your brief interpretation of one body with many members. Why do you think this is a significant chapter in the Bible? What is the message behind it? So, first of all, I think it's a it's a huge sort of theme um, that you can unpack in so many different ways. But I think um, it's such a timely and relevant theme that you've chosen um, to discuss as your school theme. I think what a wonderful theme, especially in a year that nobody um, could have expected or, you know, um, walked into. Um, but I think... The biggest thing that I take from this message is is the power in community, you know, the strength in numbers. And I think um, the analogy that Jesus used is the best analogy, you know, of, of a human body. That's one one being that consists of so many parts and functions and and different, uh, all with different uh, duties almost or tasks. And I think um, the way I understand it is that. Um, Two different things that I would I would walk away from after reading a passage like this. The first um, demonstrates that in my weaknesses, that in things that I can't do or I'm not that very good at, 
there are um, by being in community, we're able to be lifted in those areas. So, for example, you know, when we when we injure ourselves, if we're going to work with that analogy of the human body, you know, um, when one part of us is injured or when somebody um, is not able in a certain way or might have lost a certain sense, for example, we know that the other ones strengthen, okay, because the other ones are present. And the second way that I like to look at it is that um, regardless of that, we know how significant every part is, which encourages us to be... Uh, contributing members of whatever community we find ourselves in. You know, um, every part is as important as the other because to work in the most um, effective, efficient way, we want all of our parts to be working smoothly with one another and we know that we achieve the best of all outcomes when everything's working together simultaneously. It's like even, you know, if you were to have a bike or something that was rusted in some parts, it's never going to be as efficient as a bike that's been oiled and looked after and stuff like that. And so I think the two things that I get mainly from this passage is, one, despite me having some weaknesses, by being in community, I'm able to be strengthened by people that have um, gifts in areas that I'm lacking. But in the same light... Um, because I'm a part of this community, because I'm a part of this human body, I too must contribute in some way. I am a part of this um, functioning body and I need to act in that if I want to um, let it work to the best of its ability. They're the two main things that I get from it. For sure. Like all students in our school, we all have something different to contribute to the community and um, we all just work together in such a great way. Exactly Um, We also want to ask you a few more questions and for you to give us your insight about some issues in the world at the moment. Yep, so our first question is, why does God allow for things like pandemics and wars and natural disasters to happen? This is a very big question, but it's hard to explain. But yeah, what's your opinion on that? It is. Um, I think, first of all, I love the way you worded that, Jude. You know, you didn't say, oh, why does... God um, make bad things happen or whatever, but why does he let them happen? Because we yeah. know that um, God's good, right? And that um, if He's if God is love and we have a good father who um, only does good, he can't, you know, he doesn't make mistakes. Um, obviously, he doesn't make bad things happen, but because our God's so powerful, why does he allow them to happen? Um, and it, you're right, it is a huge question. And um, with our faith, there are some questions that, you know, we don't ever get concrete answers to. But my personal opinion, um, you know, I, I truly believe that um, if God allows for bad things to happen um, and makes way for them, I truly believe that in the midst of something that can seem so messy and scary, you know, something like a global pandemic, I think that in the midst of all of that, God can definitely use that mess to create a masterpiece. You know, and I think as humans, our our um, vision or our perspective on an issue is so limited because we can only see right now. You know, I can only see up to today. Whereas God, I think he's looking at it all. Um, not I think, I know, you know, he's looking at it all from the beginning of time to the end of time. And and when I when I reflect on that, on how big God is and how little I am, I my hope or my peace comes from that. Yeah, Rose, I might not have all the answers. I might not know why God's making a way away for this because when I look at it, I can just see bad, you know, but I trust that if he's making a way for it, um, our God who, who is almighty and who is very good um, must be making something beautiful come out of this and there must be a silver lining and we might not know the answer right now, but I trust that, um, 
yeah, that he can definitely make good things come out of this. Whether, you know, it's something as simple as us building resilience or whether it's certain miracles happening in people's lives. Um, yeah, I definitely think there has to be some good that comes out of it, which is why he lets them happen. Well, my, my next question was why do bad things happen to um to good people? But I feel like what yeah. you just said sort of um, spoke about that very much, which is awesome. That was wonderful what you just said. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so now we can assume many are questioning their faith, like during this time. Why should we continue to trust in God, each other as well, and why should we continue to trust in our faith? I think um, our faith means the most, especially in times like this. You know, I think when our lives are sort of traveling smoothly and things are going right and we're like praying and prayers are getting answered and we're not really being challenged, I think our faith isn't actually at its at its peak in times like that. Because even if we, if we all of us right now look back to certain moments in our life, um, I bet that all of us, the moments we were strongest in our faith or closest to God, we're in our most trying time, you know. And, and as humans, it's it's very easy to sort of, um, when things are airy-fairy and things are going really, really well for us, we don't usually run to God. Yes, sometimes, you know, um, it's amazing when we're able to offer praise and, and give thanks to God when things are going right in our lives. But I think it's always in the midst of suffering and trials and pain that we sort of cling to God and I think um, right now because we are all in a in a season of so much uncertainty my opinion my you know view is that the only thing we need right now is something that is constant because everything else is so shaken you know the foundation of everything is so wobbly every day we're waking up with news on the TV that we didn't predict yesterday and everyday restrictions are changing and every day the world's changing, you know. And for me personally, God is my constant in the midst of everything. When the world just keeps changing, God is the one place I go, the one person I go to that is just constant. And, you know, he's never changing. He's always there and he's always promising something good. And so I think especially in times now, this is when our faith counts for something. This is when, you know, I think God's looking at us like, yeah, when things are going right, you know I'm here and you say thank you and stuff, but do you trust me when things are tough? Do you trust me when things are going really hard? Do you still believe that I'm the God that promised you goodness and that that goodness will come, you know? Um, so that's why I think especially now our faith um, is, is ever so important. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Uh you spoke about... And that's easier said than done, by the way. I know that. Like, I can say that. Like, that was <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's so much... That can be, yeah, way easier said than done. But I think it's something important for us to keep going back to, definitely. Sorry to cut you off, Olivia. Keep going. That's all right. Um, so you spoke a lot about um, how faith can connect us to God and how we can stay in touch with God through these times. But how can religion and faith help us keep connected to each other and to our friends? Amazing. I love that question um, because I know that... God delights in community and family. And I know that because God could have, you know, I, when this um, first sort of came to me, when I realized this truth, somebody, I think I was listening to a homily and it must have been a Christmas one because they were talking about the way Jesus chose to enter the world. You know, God in human form could have entered in any way. He could have come with like, in all the glory as a king, like he didn't have to be born as a baby. You know, he could have come as anything. And God decided to enter, like, the human earthly realm 
as a baby in a family. And I just think, you know, God himself is a trinity, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And Jesus came, you know, to the world as a baby in a family. And he delights in, in community. He chose to have, you know, his his disciples, his squad with him. He delighted in 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 this community. And he says, you know, when two or more gather in my name, I'm there with them. We know that we have a God who's he's a people's person. He likes community and family. And so I think, yes, it's so important to cling to our faith and to God and our beliefs and stuff in this time, but to really lean on community and, and, and the social circles we belong to, whether that's your school or, you know, your sporting clubs or your family at home or wherever your community or your circle is, to really lean into that. And for me, that actually brings it back to exactly where we started, you know, where you were talking about that idea of the body with many parts. Because there will be days when we wake up and it is really tough. Days we get up and we're like, today's just one of those really tough ones, you know? Um, and on days like that, who do we lean on? Where do we find our strength? And so I think, yeah, um, community or, you know, whether it's your church group or your school or wherever you find yourself, your circle is very, very important. And, yeah, again, like our faith, especially in times like this. Yeah, so God always has plans for us, even if the bad times, we never know what could happen next. Um, those are all our questions for you. Thank you for giving us your time, Roseanne. That was amazing. You are really so, so welcome. It was really lovely speaking with you. Oh, you also. Thank you so much. Such good questions, you know, um, really good things to walk away from and um, ponder in times like this. So thank you for having me and for listening as well. I hope I was able to help. We have to speak with you again soon. It was lovely. Thank you. Amazing. You're very welcome. Thank you. I'm ready. All right. Our next speaker is Tina. Hey, Tina. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Hi, Tina. Um, would you mind telling us a bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Tina. I am a recent graduate from RMIT Uni. Graduated at uh, Youth Work, Bachelor of Youth Work and Youth Studies. I love coffee, love playing the guitar, writing songs, and hanging out with my friends when it's legal to do so. <laughs> nice. Um, so the student leaders of our school have developed weekly topics to be explored during remote learning. Um, and these are balance, motivation, peace, and friendship and relationships. Do you think um, we made the right choices um, in the topics that we chose? Um, and do, can we have your own interpretation around these topics? Yeah, I believe during this time, these topics are great to focus on, especially uh, via remote learning, a motivation, peace, friendship, and relationships that can definitely cover a lot of a lot of things. Uh, my own interpretation, so balance. Uh, balancing your life is important, you know, balancing your studies, your social life, um, your health, exercise, family life, your faith, and your own self-care, and also keeping up with what's going on with the world. It can be difficult sometimes, um, you know, everything can be can seem to be going really fast-paced, but I believe a good balance is super important, um, and sometimes in our lives we can focus on just one particular aspect of our life that we neglect the other. So balance, so balancing aspects of your life is very important. Uh, motivation, um, motivation and balance, I find that they tie in really well together. 
Um, to do anything, you need motivation. You need that little push. Um, I guess with studies, like motivation to, for, for studying, I can be different for, for everyone. Um, finding your motivation on why you're studying can be hard. For me, like I said before, I graduated from uni last year, and of course, I was in a completely different situation. There was no COVID. Um, but at the start of my degree, I barely had m- motivation. You know, I came from a VCAL background, um, so I didn't, I didn't know how to write an essay. I never sat an exam. I didn't know how to study. I didn't have that pressure that I saw my VCE friends had. Um, I was really unmotivated, unmot- but what gave me motivation was the end goal, so earning my degree and, you know, having an extra qualification to help me get, like, a job that I, I really wanted. So, yeah, finding your motivation to study is, yeah, motivation is a good topic. Um, peace, for me, I think peace relates to self-care, um, being content in your life but wanting more, um, not being complacent though because, you know, that can leave you in one spot and not moving not moving forward to upskilling your skills, <laughs> upskilling yourself or learning more. Um being peaceful that, like, you know, COVID is happening right now um, and that you guys are doing remote learning and even though, you no, actually, your 11s and 12s are coming into the school, but know that the COVID isn't going to last forever and, yeah, to really be at peace at, by that. And friendship and relationships, huge topic, but definitely one that I think should be spoken about. That I'm sure during this time... Everyone has had at least one video call, whether it's been forced on you or not. Um, it can get draining at times, video call after video call, but um, I think it's worth it. Um, just being in touch with people when um, we can't physically see people. We're not going to be in isolation forever, so it's important to check in on your loved ones. I'm sure you've heard it before, um, and uh, how they like how they're doing. Um, you're not alone in all this, so. It's good to, yeah, for friendship and relationships. Yeah, Um, So since this topic, uh, I mean, episode is about faith, um, how can we incorporate faith when we explore each topic? I believe faith can be incorporated in each topic you do. Like faith, for me, faith isn't just something that can be added or an aspect of one's life, but it should be a way of life. Um... So, like, what I mean by that is, like, your faith should be, like, the centre of everything and everything should flow from that. I'm not too sure if that makes sense, but yeah, it doesn't mean that we have to, yeah, like, it doesn't mean we have to speak directly about our faith, even though that's that's good to do. Um, it can be incorporated in each topic. Um, yeah, so, for example, I shared before about me being motivated to finish my uni degree. Um, Something that really kept me sustained and peaceful was my faith and that my, tr- my trust in God, that his plan was bigger than my plan. Um, and when I fail, doesn't mean I'm a bad person, but I know that I can find comfort in God, who is my number one motivator. That's definitely something for, um, for us to take on. Um, so we've also got a few other general questions. Um, so we currently can't go to Mass, so how else can we feel connected to God? Good question. Um, Everyone connects with God differently, but number one thing is to pray. Um, Prayers are never unheard. Um, Even if you think God isn't hearing you, um, there are so many 
ways to pray. It's just about like sharing your heart with God. Um, I personally, I like to listen to praise and worship music, which is Christian music. Um, it really centers me. I like to journal as well, so just kind of writing things down, like a diary, but not really like a diary. It's a bit different. Um, reading my Bible, praying the rosary, and just sitting with God. Um, just like you talk to your friends online or in person, you can talk with God. Even if he's physically not there, his, his spirit is still there. Um, and being connected to God isn't, um, isn't about feeling sometimes, and I think we forget that. Um, we can feel like he's not listening or he's not there, but it's just about believing he's there and believing he's listening. Uh, yeah, our faith yeah, it shouldn't be based on how we feel, but based on what the truth is. And what can we do to connect to or strengthen our faith since we have all this spare time right now during lockdown? And can we maintain it once we get back to our busy life? Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of spare time, which is great. Um, so I think it's good to get into good habits now. And if we allow ourselves just to um, sit with God every day, just for a tiny bit, or even to research any questions you have about the about the faith, about God, about the church. This is the best time to do it because you have, I mean, you probably have distractions around you, but you don't have that many distractions around you compared to what you would have when you're allowed out, when you're not in isolation. So, yeah, it's like starting with five minutes a day and then the next day ten minutes and so on. Um, but, yeah, be sure, uh, make sure to, like, pray each day, even if it's for a couple of minutes. And um, final question, how do we know when God is answering prayers in times like these? So reality is we don't actually know when God is answering our prayers during this time, um, but it doesn't mean that he's absent. Um, in the Bible, it's in the book of John, it says, Jesus was talking and said, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. And I think that we can really, really, really <laughs> we can relate that back to our lives right now. We have no clue why this is all happening, but I think in time we may either, we, we may or may not understand why it's happening. Um, this is part of God's permissible will, not his perfect will, which means you know, God permitted this to happen, and right now we don't know why he permitted it to happen, but just keep praying. Beautiful. Um, these are all our questions for today. Thanks, Dina. We really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for having me. All right. Our third and final guest speaker for today is Mick. Hey, Mick. Hi there, Jude. Um, hi, Mick. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yes, a very simple introduction. I'm speaking from Fitzroy. I'm a Morris brother who is in charge of a house uh, for university students. And the only thing that's uh, a bit different at the moment is that uh, because of COVID, we don't have any university students here. So anyway, we're, we're waiting for it all to finish and then uh, we'll welcome them back again. Hi, mate. Nice to meet you. So um, first of all, our first question is, how does being in lockdown relate to our faith or spirituality? Yeah, it's a big question, isn't it? It uh, is. I noticed in your notes that you were talking about uh, 
Now everybody's on a spiritual journey. Yeah. I, maybe that's true. I think one of the things about COVID is it sort of it raises questions that we're not used to looking at. I think the fact that uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of people uh, suffering out there, particularly now in Victoria with so many cases going on, and you, I presume you would know people within your area who are suffering from it. Uh, that raises big questions because we're so used to making the decisions for our lives. We're not used to other people telling us what to do. And I think one of the questions for me, if I just speak about what's happened for me, it's been interesting watching... I live opposite a, a big park. If you can imagine where the museum is and where the exhibition buildings is. So yeah. we live just there. We've got a great big park, and you see a lot of people moving in the course of the day. And um, one of the things that's been lovely is that there are many more people walking and taking their kids out in strollers, playing in the parks just to get out of house. And I find that uh, very healthy. So that's one of the nice sort of elements. I don't know how you link that into sort of spirituality, but for me it says about people living um, more sensibly in this time. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely um, with us, with remote learning, it's really important to get out and stay active because you're inside all day and it's just um, uh, uh, not very good for the... Um, Mental health. Yeah, learning ability and whatever. Um, so humanity as a whole is fighting to get things to be how it used to um, and COVID is a global challenge. So how can belief unite our global community? Mm, I don't think we've got any choice about that because I think we're very much, uh, we're very much aware that we are in a global community now. You know, when, uh, when people are coming back uh, from overseas and having to quarantine, we sort of. One of the things I've been aware of is uh, is how much movement there is in everyday people's lives, uh, and even this latest story that's come out of the two girls who came down to Melbourne for a party on the weekend, and then went back, and unfortunately they they managed to infect some of their uh, some of their family back there in Queensland. You know, but the fact that we we actually the world is not like it was 50 years ago. We do move much more in a global community. And I think it, uh, it makes us again reflect on, on what our contribution is at a global level. For me, I've uh, come back uh, 12 months ago from many years living over in a place called Algeria in the north of Africa. So my friends, uh, a lot of them are over there now and... Um, I get regular updates on how COVID's affecting them. It's affecting them. Uh, you know, some of my friends there are doctors who are having to work in hospitals. I have friends also in France, and I keep in touch with them. And the fact that uh, that these links exist, but we know also that the the link is about uh, is about fear at the moment. There's a lot of fear, there's a lot of uh, hesitancy in the 
way people way people take decisions now. Twelve months ago, we were carefree. I think now we're more careful. Yeah. That's true. Um, so, as you said um, earlier, everyone is on their own spiritual journey, and not everyone has a good relationship with God. So, how how can those who do not have a relationship with God or, or faith um, ground themselves through this time? Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a very it's a very important question, but it's a very difficult question to answer because I'm not sure how a person who who doesn't believe in God reflects. I haven't had too many conversations lately with people who say I don't believe in God and and this is my experience with COVID. Um, yeah, I really don't know how to come at that question. Their own choice. Yeah, it seems to me that, uh, you know, there is, whether we call a, um, the spiritual dimension of our lives, whether we're connected directly to God or not, um, I think it exists for every person. You know, I'm going to use a, a language which, which talks about God, and I'm going to, being Christian, I'm going to talk about God has created me and has created us, that we have a responsibility for this earth which uh, God's created. A person who doesn't believe in God, uh, I think, still can appreciate that creation is a, is a wonderful gift. And uh, whether in COVID we begin to reflect more about our human part in the equation, how did COVID arrive? It probably was an imbalance in the way we live. Uh, does that sort of force me to be more responsible in my human activity? I think for me that that's a spiritual question as well. Because for me as a Christian, uh, I need to be in good relationship with God. But I also need to be in good relationship with the world that's been created and with my, my fellow human beings, whether that be in the way I treat them or the, the way I protect them as well. So I guess spirituality can... Go on, Olivia. Yeah. So, so I guess like spirituality can look like different for everyone. Can you say that again, please? So, like spirituality can um, uh, appear different for everyone. They can be connected to... Um, someone that will help them in like it doesn't have to be God; it could be anyone in, um, in a, on a spiritual level in different ways. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right, and I think for me, uh, sometimes it's about language. Some of us use language which is more God language, and other others of us are not comfortable with that language. We don't want to talk about God in any specific sense. But I think in the end, a lot of the issues that we're, we're talking about or dealing with are common regardless of what language we use. In the last uh, 15 years, I've lived in the Muslim world and they have a different way of talking about God and about religion and belief than Christians do. I also spent time earlier living in India amongst Hindu people and they will have again a different way of, a different language if you like, 
Buddhists won't talk about God, but the wonderful elements of human life and the deeper moments that we share, they're much the same, I would say. Yeah, so um, nature, I guess that's probably like the answer that, you know, we're, we know nature is a big connection to God and, and we all share like the same same thing because not everyone believes in God, but we all we all have God's creation. So as you said earlier, creation is a beautiful gift. So how does nature and the creations of God connect us and help us to trust that there's still good in the world? Uh, I was talking about the park that I, we have opposite us here. And when you see, uh, I, particularly I noticed it during the first period of lockdown. But when you see mothers and fathers with their smaller children, and you watch the way that those children play with the, uh, you know, the autumn leaves, you, you see the delight you know, as, they, as they chase a duck around the lake. And you realise that, um, yeah, in our, often in our living, we don't actually take the time to just enjoy the beauty that's there next to us, whether it be a human person or a, or a place of creation. But I think one of the great things that, that sort of um, encouraged me during the time of the first lockdown was this this wonderful change in the way people were living, which to me was much more healthy, which was much more people-based. You know, neighbours coming in, uh, can I do some shopping for you? Uh, um, you know, telephone calls to people who might have been isolated. Um, all of those little, little gestures which were about people connecting, about, about being more in touch with the... Uh, uh, I, I found that actually a, a very positive element of the, the whole COVID experience. Mm. Um, so those are all of our questions for you, Nick. It was lovely to hear your um, your own experiences and bring those into your answers. It was lovely. So thank you for taking part in our podcast. Thanks, well, Nick. I'm delighted. Well done for the initiative. Now we're here with Miss Utri, our college principal, and Mr. Marshall, our arts leader and a member of our faith team. Good afternoon, Mr. Marshall and Ms. Utri. Thank you for being part of this episode of our podcast. How are you? I'm good, thanks, uh, Jude and Olivia, and it's a real privilege to be part of it as well. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, Jude, I'm well too. I uh, hope that you and Olivia are well, and thank you so yes. much uh, for the invitation. I feel really being with here with you this afternoon. No worries. We're very Thank lucky you. to have you. So as you know, this episode is about faith and how we can trust our faith during these difficult times. We have a few questions we'd like to ask you and we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Yeah, so firstly, our first question is, has this experience of COVID and remote learning changed your views about God and faith? Would you ask her first, please, Ms. Utri? Yep, I'm happy to go first. Um, I don't think that it's changed my sense of God. In fact, there are times through this whole COVID experience, I think I've felt closer to God than I have at other times, you know, when life's just going along really well. And I think I felt particularly close to him 
at the times where I've had to make really difficult decisions and I've been on my own um, late at night at home um, having to make a decision about what we're going to do next as a school and how we can care for the students and the staff and um, do our best in all of that. And so, yeah, I, I would say that I probably felt closer rather than distant. Yeah, I, I would agree with uh, what Ms Utrecht said too. But I also think for me, um, it's actually heightened our sense and our need for God more. And, you know, that need that we need, that's that faith behind us. And, and it's, you know, although I miss the contact with the students, and because I see, for me, I see God in all of you, because uh, you, you, you know, all of you portray it in such a beautiful way, and we see God in everybody that's around us. So I miss that aspect of it. But I think it's now we need God more now than ever, and we need his presence more. We need to feel connected to him more now. And I think that's just heightened that need for me more than, than it ever has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some people believe strongly that Jesus and God will save us during these times of coronavirus, these challenging times. What are your thoughts on this? Do you agree or do you disagree? <laughs> I think, you know, I love hearing the thing about saving people. Jesus will save us and stuff like that. But um, I always... Uh, when I uh, had a look at this question and thought about it, I thought about um, the poem of the footprints in the sand and how that um, answers the question for me because it's these are the times that Jesus and God is carrying us and looking after us and the footprints we see are theirs, uh, carrying the world through all this difficulty. And I know it's really hard and I actually can uh, and also think about the Holy Spirit and what um, the Spirit of Jesus is doing and again, that comes back to what I said before. The spirit of Jesus in, is what is in people and what people are doing. And, you know, the people on the front line, the nurses, the doctors, the healthcare workers, everybody, are, you know, doing things and showing the spirit of Jesus in their actions. And I think that that's what um, is getting us through this time of COVID and how, you know, you, you know, it's terrible, but I feel that's what's carrying me through and carrying everybody else. Yes, I'm... I'm the same. I don't um, believe that God comes from somewhere to get you out of a mess, right? I actually believe that God is amongst us all the time and he's there in the people who are um, creating a new vaccine. He's there among the people who are very, very sick in hospital and he's with us as we are locked into our homes, right? And so he, I've referred to him as he, but God, whether it's he, she, um, whatever gender we give God, I feel that God is all around us. When I think of God, I often think of, I love swimming and I love floating, uh, you know, in the water. And that sense of, you know, how water holds you, that's actually how I see God, as God holding us at this very, very challenging time. But he also... So recognises that we are free and in that freedom, it's really up to us to find the solutions to COVID, not to God to impose them on us or to fix it for us, if that makes sense. Mm. Beautiful. So we're all praying right now and a lot of people think that if God is not like answering their prayers or needs, um, like he's not listening. So... 
because obviously God is something that we can't feel, touch. So sometimes we'll kind of lose that connection. So how can they, or all of us, be reminded that He's listening to our prayers? Yeah, you know, Jude, that's such a great question. And it is so true that people are feeling that way. And I actually think there's nothing wrong with feeling that way. I think there are times in our life we do feel God's not listening and we do feel he's not there. Um, but I always think a prayer is quite a powerful thing. And I think that prayer, you know, on your own is powerful because it connects you to God. And you can pray through many different ways, meditating, um, saying prayers out loud, uh, attending other uh, communal prayers. But I think prayers in uh, a community is what makes it powerful and what makes us feel that um, our prayers are being heard and listened to because other people are praying for the same things. So I love it when we pray in homeroom together and I love it when we pray as a school community together. And, you know, just recently with the assembly too, we even though we weren't all together, we still prayed together. And it just shows that power of prayer and that God is that God is there and that it is tough sometimes and that you do feel and there's nothing wrong with feeling that way. It's just journey that we're all on. And but never to give up on prayer because prayer is so special and important in our lives. And I think that's my key message with that question. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an interesting question for me. In this um, time of lockdown, I've really tried to do less talking in my prayer to God so that it's me, not so much me, asking questions, demanding, asking for things and trying to be more centred and listening and changing the question around what is God at this time trying to say to me about how he wants me to be in the world. And so I tried to switch from talking to listening and I've actually found that quite helpful and also quite comforting, right? So it's just a different way of looking at, at prayer. But I also, um, I, I feel I really miss that sense of community prayer that you get when you go to Mass on Sundays or when we pray as a school community. I live on my own and so, um, you know, there, there is a sense of isolation uh, in not having that sense of community gathering. Yeah, so like obviously like during remote learning we're seeing less and less people, not seeing our friends anymore, not seeing our teachers, which can lead me to my next question. Why is religion so important to be taught in school during remote learning? Maybe because we're not having that sense of community, like you said, Miss Tree, and we're not um, being in contact with many people anymore. Mm. I think I'll let you answer first. Chris, switch it around. Um, I, I think... I think religion, it's important to learn about faith and religion at all times. Why is it particularly important in remote learning is, to me, the story, our story, or the story of um, Jesus and Christianity is ultimately a hopeful story. And if there is anything that we need at the moment, particularly Today, as we have our first day of level four restrictions in say, in Victoria, is that sense that this is going to be okay. That if we do the hard work, if we um, live through these tough times, 
that at the end of it, it will all be okay, right? I think that the story of Christianity is that story and so reflecting on that story through our RE classes is just always a timely reminder that all will be well at the end of this. Mm. Yeah, definitely, and it is such a beautiful story. And for me, having RE still being taught during the... We're actually quite lucky as a, as a Catholic school that we have that, and we have that chance to have a space to reflect, to uh, ask questions, to explore things still, even I know it's hard, like Olivia said, we're not together and it's in remote learning, but we still have a chance to talk to each other and to reflect and to pray and to question and support one another in our journey and, and, in, and listening to other people's, you know, parts of their story and how it connects to us as well. And I think it is definitely, like Ms. Sutra said, a sense of hope and that we will get through it all and that, you know, that space is a great chance to do that. Yeah. I'd just like to add one thing there. I think one of the other things that RE does for us, it helps us to make sense of the world, right? And at the moment, we are in great need of trying to make sense of this ever-changing, um, you know, almost disaster that's going on around us. And so I think RE helps us to do that. So we all know this is a tough time and like we have to take care of our mental health and well-being as well. So when we're feeling sad or alone, how can faith improve our well-being? Does it even have a connection to like mental health? Mm. That's a, you know, that's such a great question. And I, and, I, and I know this sounds really funny, but I studied psychology when I was at university and because I love that whole uh, human side to... I call it the human face of psychology because I really believe that, um, you know, the sense of belonging and the sense of being part of a community um, is so integral to a person's well-being. And, you know, we are alone. We are, you know, isolated. That's true. And there is still that sense. But, you know, look how lucky we are that we still have such a beautiful sense of belonging to our school community and, and a faith community. So I really believe that faith is such an important part of well-being because we can share things together still and find ways to do it. And look at this great, look, I just keep thinking, I said to my own children recently, when I was your age, I wouldn't have been able to Google meet with people, FaceTime with people, do nothing like that. So it would have been a completely different sense of isolation. So although we are feeling isolated and alone sometimes, we still have that opportunity to not feel that way and to be part of the community that wants us there, that wants us to be part of things and that wants us to learn and explore. So I think that we're actually quite blessed to have um, our school community and our faith school community to be part of during this time to keep us going in our well-being because the word, you know, is it's in it, well-being. So we, we want to make sure everyone's well-being in that sense. We know I think faith is a really important part of it. I've uh, had an interesting experience in this um, current lockdown period. Uh, in the last lockdown, my life was a real rush and there were so many decisions to be made, so many things to produce, right, that I actually didn't get a lot of time uh, for myself. And so when we started lockdown three weeks ago, 
I actually set aside some time every night to do something called a retreat in everyday life, right? And the retreat in everyday life is based on the examine which uh, St Ignatius um, created, right? And it's really going through it. One thing that's really surprised me is how similar the reflection questions are to what we do in the GEM program at school. Like every night, uh, St Ignatius invites you to remember first the things that you're grateful for each day and, the cha and then to reflect on the challenges that you've um, had and to then ask yourself the question, what is God saying to you through both these things that you're thankful for and the challenges that you've faced? And every night I sit there and do it, I think, wow, this is exactly what we're asking our students to do in pastoral care when we do the GEM questions or we do something out of the resilience program. And it's a real reminder to me about the close link between spirituality and our well-being. And when I think about why am I doing this, I'm doing this as much for my relationship with God, for my spirituality, but also for my well-being so that when we come out of um, lockdown this time, that I am as healthy and as well as I can be. And I would encourage other people to do exactly the same. Because it is a kind of like meditation, and yeah. it does help us to, you know, reflect on what we're grateful for, and yeah. yeah, so it is really linked to our being. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we've all been making um, uh, changes, and um, we've been in to adapt to this like new lifestyle, if you will. Um, so, as a Catholic school, what changes can we make um, to make faith more important, a more important part of our learning, and to bring us together during this time? It's a good question, isn't it? Change, I don't know if it's with what changes we can make. I feel like um, I, I love the fact that Ms. Yutri's touched on that whole finding time for yourself and, and having a retreat from everyday life, like what she's doing there with that uh, beautiful program. But I think, um, you know, we need to just continue doing what we're doing and being so strong as a community and continue the beautiful work that the leaders are doing, continue the great work that uh, teachers are working with students and continue the way students are interacting with each other and helping each other out and continue being, you know, a prayerful group of people and continue sharing that and sharing our journey and sharing the things that we're grateful for and the positive things. Because sometimes, you know, you can get dwelled and uh, look too much into all the negative stuff that's going around you, but you forget that there are actually some beautiful things going on. Like you're actually noticing the changes. I'm seeing that the days are warming up. It's beautiful. I'm noticing the changes. I'm feeling things differently. I probably wouldn't have done that if I wasn't in this situation because you are crazy busy and you don't know what, you know, things. So I, I guess just take those times and continue to take those times to just be. And sometimes be silent is enough. And I think if we can continue doing that, um, it's going to be really, really powerful and worthwhile. Yeah, I think um, the work that you as student leaders are doing mm. is connected as a community is just terrific. Um, I think back to uh, last Friday's assembly and I've had quite a few emails from families, from parents 
to uh, congratulate you and to acknowledge the wonderful work that you've done there. I think back to the Mother's Day breakfast, I think, you know, all the both big and little things that you've been doing to give people a sense that they're not alone, to give people a sense that they're connected and still living in community is just amazing work, right? And in terms of um, what you're doing there for people's well-being but also for their spirituality is in So I'd just like to thank you. This podcast, the fact that you've chosen uh, to actually explore faith in this podcast is just amazing. But I was telling someone about it the other day and they just couldn't believe that this is what we're, what we're doing. And I suppose what we've got to remember too is if we didn't have the experience of COVID, we wouldn't necessarily have thought to do these things too. And that's one of, like all things in life, even when they're tough, sometimes they give us great gifts. And I would say this podcast and all the things that you've been doing as student leaders as the great gifts of this time of COVID and they're the things that keep me going. Yeah, I, actually, I'd like to add to that too because I brag about uh, what we do as a school to all my other uh, friends who are teachers and I tell you what, I'm starting to make them feel a little bit jealous and that they want to be part of our school community because we just do some amazing things and I just feel so proud. When I watched the uh, assembly video, I just felt an overwhelming sense of pride and a sense that, wow, I can't believe what a beautiful community I belong to and how special that made me feel. And that's because of all the hard work you guys are doing and you should be really, really proud of it. Yeah, thank you. Of course, we have to still work hard even like in these times. We shouldn't stop and this shouldn't affect us. So um, finally, do any of you have any advice for us as the youth of today and as the student leaders of our college? Any general advice? Yeah, I, I do. Um, as hard as this time has been and as challenging as it's been, it's also provided everyone, not only the student leaders, but every student in the school and every staff member with an opportunity to grow and to learn about themselves in ways that have been unexpected, right? There are things that we can all do now that we wouldn't have imagined ourselves ever having the courage to do four months ago. And whilst it's been tough, it certainly has pushed us to learn new things and that's a good thing and that's a gift of this time. I just would encourage everyone to take any opportunity that you get to be part of things and to try new things through this time because that also make it less tough. It was interesting, I was talking to Mr Quinn after the assembly and he was really buzzing, right, and he was really excited and feeling good about himself. It was hard work. Uh, Last week we weren't sure 
you know, whether Jeremy would be able to get to all the houses with the certificates. We weren't sure whether all those individual snippets were going to come together as one movie and whether it was all going to work. But the absolute joy when it did, that I'm sure you felt, and I know that Miss Liberatore would have felt, and that Jeremy felt, and that Mr Quinn felt, was worth it. And so the more we can get involved in, in this time, the better we're going to come out of it at the end. So I encourage everyone, not only the student leaders, but everyone, you know, when there is something in the student bulletin, whether it's the shape challenge or a trivia night or being involved in something, get in there and do it and this time will pass much more quickly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I also encourage all students to just try their best at everything. It's a different way of doing and learning for most of them. Just give it your best. And there's nothing wrong with asking heaps of questions because the more questions you ask, the, the more other people would want to hear those answers to, the more we would like to share. Sometimes I think if we hold back on our questions, we're holding back on what we want to, are moving forward. So ask as many, there's no question that's too small or too big, just ask it and see what happens. You'll be surprised at how much you can actually learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Great advice. Thanks so much for the advice. Those are all of our questions for you. Um, thank you for taking part in our podcast and joining us today. Yeah, we love hearing your opinions and thoughts and we look forward to seeing you in person once again, hopefully. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on here too. I can't wait till term four when you all return. But it's lovely seeing you in this, uh, you know, online too. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, guys, this is it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed and benefited from all the information provided. This was only part one of the RE episode and part two will be up shortly. Thanks for listening.